0: A very good day to you. I'm Hank Gross, MidHudsonNews.com. It's Thursday, June 17th. Most COVID-19 regulations may have been lifted in New York, but the economy is not out of the woods yet. Major Jose Guzman of the Poughkeepsie Salvation Army says there are still plenty of people in need of food and shelter. Guzman says they continue to provide meals to dozens of people in need. During the pandemic, they've been distributing takeout meals and will be reopening the dining area in September. On Wednesdays, we do a food distribution and, you know, we have a line of people coming because there's still food insecurity out there. And some people, you know, are struggling also with with their housing. So, you know, like last month, we just served over 2,000 meals. Just with our feeding program, that's not counting our food pantry, which we have about 66 households that came here to uh, our office in Poughkeepsie. That's about 200 people that we help. As we get closer to the fall, the Salvation Army will be preparing for their toy drive, clothing and food drives for the holidays, as well as their iconic red kettle drive leading up to Christmas. The city of Kingston will lift its state of emergency on Sunday at 4 p.m. in consultation with the state health department and CDC guidelines. Beginning on Monday, the 21st, city offices will be open during regular hours from 8.30 to 4.30. Health screening for employees and visitors will no longer be required. Unvaccinated individuals will still be required to wear a mask in city buildings. Sanitizer and extra masks will be made available Near building entrances. Masks are not required for vaccinated people. Drop boxes will remain outside City Hall and other buildings, and online transactions are available for the public's convenience. Ulster County Executive Patrick Ryan has named Everett Erickson as the new director of the County Department of Emergency Services. He served as acting director since March and worked as county deputy director and fire coordinator. For the department since 2017, Erickson will be a tremendous asset to the county, as director of emergency services says Ryan. Middletown's fire-damaged O&W station may not be facing the wrecking ball after all. The city's been unsuccessful in finding a buyer to restore the structure and lease it out. But now, with state and federal funding, the future of the once-magnificent building looks promising. Mayor Joseph DiStefano says state Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther has secured $2 million in the state budget for the rehabilitation of the building, and he'd like to use $3 million from the latest federal COVID-19 relief package. Demolition of portions of the building would cost another $1.5 million, with other federal and state funding sources to be explored for that. That's in the lowest income census tract in the city and um, will have a positive effect and impact on that surrounding area and the whole community, plus, of course, the uh, benefit to the farm community because the program is directed towards um, uh, migrant, uh, migrant children, our children of migrants. The ABC Head Start program for children of farm workers would be the primary tenant in the rebuilt o w station. Deputy Orange County Executive Harry Poore has been appointed to the board of the Metropolitan Transportation Authority, serving as the county's representative. The Metro-North Railroad system, which operates in Orange County, is part of the MTA system. The MTA board is comprised of 21 members, with one each from the counties of Nassau, Suffolk, Westchester, Dutchess, Orange, Rockland, and Putnam. Dutchess, Orange, Rockland, and Putnam are known as quarter-pounders because each county representative has one-quarter vote. U.S. Senator Charles Schumer joined with Democratic elected officials and community voices heard, along with 1,000 public spectators, to rally for Senate Bill S-1 for the People. The For the People Act addresses the voting restrictions imposed by conservative-led states regarding early voting, automatic voter registration, and voting rights for the formerly incarcerated. Those in favor of the legislation are concerned that the voting restrictions Are a targeted agenda against inhibiting the rights of communities of color and disenfranchised communities. The legislation would allow for all states to have those protections at least two weeks of early voting, automatic voter registration, and voting for formerly incarcerated individuals, as well as a nationwide small donor public program for elections that will match publicly raised funds up to $200. Schumer said this is an obvious partisan attack and one that is racially motivated. They say there's voter uh, fraud. They don't go after voter fraud in any Republican areas. Schumer added the importance of the legislation is why it's denoted as S1, signifying its importance within the hierarchy of bills before the Senate. Legislation that would require that local pharmacists be reimbursed at a fair and sustainable rate for prescriptions they dispense has passed in both houses of the state legislature. The measure was sponsored by Senator James Scoofus, a Democrat from Cornwall, and Assemblyman Richard Godfrey, a Democrat from Manhattan. It levels the playing field for retail pharmacies, says Scoofus. It keeps the lifeline. It keeps our local pharmacies alive. Uh, right now, uh, they're getting completely hosed by these pharmaceutical uh, companies that set the reimbursement rates for the drugs that they fill, the prescriptions that they fill. If signed into law by the governor, it would mandate managed care plans, reimburse pharmacies, at or above fee-for-service rates. Currently, pharmacies are often reimbursed below cost for prescriptions they fill. Stay updated with local news all day online at midhudsonnews.com. I'm Hank Gross.